It's Monday, January 2nd, and this is Brian with the morning news. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. A Pacific storm system drenched parts of California with record-setting rain, leveling roads, and tens of thousands of households left without power on New Year's Eve. Downtown San Francisco recorded 5.46 inches of rain Saturday, the city's second highest total in more than 170 years, the National Weather Service's Bay Area office said Sunday morning. The record since the 19th century was 5.54 inches on November 5, 1994. Nearby Oakland had its wettest day on record with 4.75 inches, the office added. Strong winds of more than 60 miles an hour felled trees and caused widespread power outages in the Sacramento area. More than 40,000 households in the Sacramento area were affected by power outages as of 10.42 a.m. Sunday, down from about 150,000 households on Saturday. The torrential rains come after much of California suffered from a severe drought in 2022 that left water reservoirs less than half full over the summer, hurting farmers and prompting authorities to crack down on water use. In other news, after the best semifinal day in the nine-year history of the college football playoff, the title game will match the defending national champion against the closest thing the sport has had in years to a Cinderella team. It will be number one Georgia looking for its second straight championship against upstart number three TCU on January 9th at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. The Georgia Bulldogs came from 14 points down in the second half to beat number four Ohio State 42-41 in the Peach Bowl and advanced to the CFP championship game for the third time under coach Kirby Smart. The TCU Horned Frogs upset the Michigan Wolverines 51-45 in the Fiesta Bowl, the second-highest-scoring CFP game ever. Under coach Dutch Meyer, TCU will be looking for its first national title since 1938. In world news, Syria said Monday that Israel launched missile strikes on Damascus's international airport, killing two military personnel and briefly shutting down the facility, the latest attack targeting a key Iran ally in the region. The strikes took place at 2 a.m. local time and caused material damage to the airport in the country's capital, according to Syria's state-run news agency Sana. The airport reopened at 9 a.m. after a series of missiles hit the facility overnight, Syria's transportation ministry said. Two soldiers were also wounded in the attack. The Israeli military declined to comment on the attack. Israeli officials generally don't comment on individual airstrikes in Syria. The attack is the latest in a long-running shadow war between Israel and Iran, playing out in Syria and throughout the Middle East. Meanwhile, Pope Francis will preside over the funeral of his predecessor, Pope Benedict XVI, on Thursday, bringing a historically unique situation to a similarly unusual close. The event will be in a much lower key than the last papal funeral, that of St. John Paul II in 2005, when heads of state and government flocked to Rome along with millions of mourners, some of whom waited a dozen hours or more to file past the Polish Pope's body lying in state in the Basilica. Because Benedict died not as a sitting Pope, but after nearly ten years in retirement, the funeral in St. Peter's Square won't take the liturgical form reserved for the death of a pontiff, the Vatican said. Only two national delegations, that of Italy and Benedict's native Germany, will be officially present at the funeral. According to the Reverend Roberto Regoli, Professor of History at Rome's Pontifical Gregorian University, 
there is no record of a sitting pope celebrating the funeral of his predecessor. And President Joe Biden and top administration officials will open a new year of divided government by fanning out across the country to talk about how the economy is benefiting from his work with Republicans and Democrats. As part of the pitch, Biden and Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell will make a rare joint appearance in McConnell's home state of Kentucky on Wednesday to highlight nearly $1 trillion in infrastructure spending that lawmakers approved on a bipartisan basis in 2021. Biden's bipartisanship blitz was announced two days before Republicans retake control of the House from Democrats on Tuesday following GOP gains in the November elections. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.